Welcome, everybody. We are back with another Ramble episode, and today is a very special day because for the first time ever, I am here with Eric. And you might be like, what? Like, first time ever? Like, you, you record so many episodes with him, but it's the first time we're doing a Ramble episode alone, together. <laughs> Little contradiction there. Guilty as charged. Yeah. What would you like to speak about today, Eric? I, I will warn the audience, I have no idea. I have actually nothing planned. This is a true ramble. Response. Why don't you ask me later? SpongeBob. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of SpongeBob recently, so I figured why not start off with that? Absolutely. SpongeBob is uh, is pretty amazing. In case you guys haven't noticed, all four of us are huge SpongeBob fans in our own way. Hell, we already did a couple of episodes talking about SpongeBob, Mad Nick and I. But I think our viewers want to know, Keith, what's your current intake on SpongeBob? Like, what do you think of Cam Carl, the Patrick Star show, or just how the show is now in general? I won't lie. I have not seen SpongeBob in a while. I haven't seen any of the new stuff. But from a, a good nostalgic perspective, I think it's safe to say um, disgusting, bad. Only the first season of SpongeBob could be considered good. Come on. No, I'm completely kidding. Uh, SpongeBob is amazing. And the new things, uh, I don't really like the direction they're going. It seems to be uh, breaking uh, continuity. I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a very big uh, try to keep continuity, but uh, then again, it is also SpongeBob, so. Exactly. All these spinoffs, it's like a giant middle finger to those who grew up in the 90s and just to Stephen Helmberg in general because he specifically said no spinoffs. And what does Nickelodeon do as soon as he dies? Spinoffs. The disrespect, man. Yeah, that really is actually pretty disrespectful. It's like... It's, it's just so disrespectful, man. Words can't process how frustrated I am. But no, watching all these previous episodes, I'm surprised most of them still hold up to this day. Ideally, I'm talking about seasons one through four because I feel like that was SpongeBob at its prime when you really think about it. Oh my gosh, absolutely. We um, The other day, I was actually at Matt's house. And we ended up putting on one of the episodes of SpongeBob from, I think, season three. And we were shocked that the random episode, um, it's the Where's My Dime episode. That's what it was. We were uh. shocked. Yeah, we were shocked with how that one episode alone had so many quotes to it and just of how funny and good that episode was. But working at the Krusty Krab makes everybody happy. And what could be better than cooking up smiles? Ding! Being dead, being dead or, yeah. <laughs> or anything else. God, it's like the old saying, you start off as Spongebob, then you grow up to be Squidward. Nah, I'm still Spongebob to this day, I, I, I hope. As you should be. It's a cold, cold world out there, Squidward. No one's going to serve you fancy items on a silver plate or whatever it was. Free samples? Oh, Wait, can I have? Yeah. I can be a football player or a king or a spaceman. Or a football playing king in space with a mustache. Well, it's crazy because that episode, too, had, you know, football playing king in space. It had, the way I see it, either one, you stole it. Two, you stole it. Or three, you stole it. 
It had, we're like brothers, but closer. It had so many fun things. It had, I don't even think SpongeBob says anything, but it's like when Squidward and Mr. Krab start fighting again, SpongeBob just puts on the uniform. Yeah, that's it. Squidward's being like, where's your uniform? <laughs> he puts on that same uniform towards the end when Krabs yeah. and Squidward were arguing again. Absolutely. The, yeah. the dime that falls out. Watch that. I've been in business a long time, boy. One episode that I recently watched was Crabborg, you know, where Plankton was in the mechanical Mr. Krabs. Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. <laughs> you know, it's one scene that I overlooked. You know that what? scene where SpongeBob is in the freezer and he's talking to quote unquote Mr. Krabs. Then you hear the real Mr. Krabs' voice in the background SpongeBob! It's like, SpongeBob, you're talking to Mr. Krabs and you hear Mr. Krabs' voice echoing from a far distance. You don't find that suspicious? It was just such a... I mean, it, being a child watching Spongebob, it was such a fun show. It reminded me of... It's funny because it reminds me of the classics like, you know, Tom and Jerry. Actually, it reminds me a ton of Tom and Jerry. It takes it so much further, though, with the comedy routine of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it just holds up to this day. It's it's just Spongebob. So here's the question. I don't think it ever will. But do you think there should be an end to Spongebob? Um, personally, I think all good things must come to an end, but with Spongebob, that's almost impossible because since it's such a cultural phenomenon, it's almost impossible to end it at this point. I agree, but I disagree. Yes, but actually no. Like, I don't want it to come to an end because it's Spongebob, and I think because it's making money, I don't think it will ever truly come to an end. I think that even when voice actors leave and everything, they're going to still make another spinoff or bring in more things and... I think they will keep on making SpongeBob episodes until it's no longer fun and until it no longer makes money. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could even see SpongeBob becoming super watered down and turning into like a kid's show, like Dora type deal. Like, oh, it's an educational, fun kid oh, show now. Oh, God. That's going to be atrocious. I'm telling it, you. It absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's what they're even trying to do with like a Camp Coral type deal. But that being said, or I should say, because that. Like, that is where I think this will eventually lead. I do think that there should be an ending. And I remember that the first movie was supposed to be, like, the official end. Yeah, it was supposed to be. But go figure. Nickelodeon raked in a lot of money thanks to SpongeBob. Yep. So, of course, they're going to keep pumping out more SpongeBob seasons and plans for future movies. And, well, you know, two more movies came out because of that. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm also wondering what would happen when Tom Kenny eventually retires from voice acting. That's... Another big thing. I mean, as we were just saying, SpongeBob is just too big of a moneymaker. I don't think I think they'll just replace him or get somebody that sounds similar. It just won't be the same because Tom Kenny has that extra charm that we're all used to for 20 plus years, you know? Absolutely. Well, like all SpongeBob fans, we got to stand on one leg, balance a glass of chocolate milk on our heads and sing the Bikini Bottom National Anthem. <laughs> I don't know it. Oh, no. Big SpongeBob fan. Okay, I'll do it on behalf of both of us. Oh, Bikini Bottom, we lend our hearts to you, as faithful, as deep, as true, as blue. Bikini Bottom, we love you. <laughs> ravioli, ravioli, give me the formula. Yum, yum, that spaghetti sure was good. Belt, meatball, meatball, spaghetti underneath. Ravioli, ravioli, great barrier reef. Okay, let's hear that formula. Sorry, no can do, Mr. Krabs. Whoa. <laughs> But we did everything you said. I followed every rule. I even ate 151 jelly beans through a straw. Now why can't you tell me the formula? 
well, it's your rule. Never speak the formula. Like, they went through all that shit for nothing because they weren't allowed to literally speak the formula. Oh, uh, my God. It's definitely a good show. I was also watching a couple of old Fairly Odd Parents episodes, and to this day, I think the show was as prime when it was just Timmy, Cosmo, and Wanda. Do you agree with that or no? Yeah, I do. It's funny that you bring that up, though, because the only thing, which I don't know if, if it's true or not, but I swear on everything that they went back and redid old episodes and they added Poof in. There are many episodes I remember without Poof that now have Poof in, and I'm like, they were Poof was never in here before. Like, I know this for a fact. There was no way. And it's like, I looked it up, and it's like, no, they were there. I'm like, there's no shot. I didn't mind Poof at first, but then when they started adding Foop, Sparky, and Chloe, I was like, come on, what are you doing? Who? <laughs> what? W- and- what is this? Oh, uh, you know how every fairy has an anti-fairy counterpart? Yeah. Well, in season six or seven or whatever, they introduced Foop, which is literally anti-Poof. That's pretty cool. I mean, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Hell, his name is literally Poof spelled backwards. That but- makes sense. But then for some reason, Foo became so popular that he started appearing more than the actual anti-fairies. Really? Yeah, like, we've only seen them together in one season. But then after whatever season Foop debuted in, we never see any of the anti-fairies again. Interesting. Now, is Fairy Odd Parents, is that more episodical? Or does that actually follow, like, more of a story? They do have references to past episodes, but for the most part, everything's episodic. Like, you could jump into any episode and get graphs of what the show's about. Definitely. One of my favorites was when, do you remember that episode where Crocker went over to Timmy's house just to see how he got an A-plus on his test or something like that? Um, uh, Oh, no. Oh, no, wait. Now I remember. It was the Fairy Con. Like, Cosmo was hosting a convention for fairies in Timmy's bathroom. Oh, I feel like I do remember that. In the beginning, Crocker was handing out freshly baked Fs. Yes, freshly baked Fs. And then he's like, wait a minute, this smells like an A+. And it's for Timmy Turner. Oh my gosh, Timmy got an A+. It's a sign of the apocalypse. No. Everybody, run for your life. How did he get the A+. Actually, I just drew a smiley face on my Scantron. Thank you, short attention span. No. Have you ever done that with your Scantron? You know what, I... I have never really done anything like that. I definitely have, though, in the past, like, not known the answer and been like, well, when in doubt, C's on out. <laughs> and I just circle and see. Go figure. Ten-year-old Eric thought he can get an A-plus just by drawing a smiley face on his Scantron. Did you actually? I did, and I think my teacher just gave me a new Scantron. It was like, no smiley faces. Fill in your answers. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, but I wanted A-plus. Give me A-plus. This is art class. <laughs> it wasn't uh, easy drawing in all those little dots just to make that perfect smiley face. Yeah, that's a good question. What were your favorite like TV shows growing up? Well, if you know me, definitely Cartoon Network shows. Johnny Bravo, The Powerpuff Girls, Rim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Camp Laszlo, Courage. I know you're going to hate me for this. Ed and Eddie. Ed and Eddie. It's funny that you say that, like, oh, I know you're going to hate me for this. I really did not like Ed and Eddie. There we go. But I... um. Like, you just listing them out, I really didn't care for any of those shows. Camp Laszlo, I remember, annoyed me. Billy and Mandy annoyed me. Courage the Cowardly Dog, that was, like, okay. But at the same time, I was kind of afraid. So that annoyed me. Johnny Bravo, I remember 
liking to an extent, but there was something about it that I also did not like. Like, I don't know. I almost feel like that perfect time of the 90s really didn't have that many amazing cartoons thinking back on it. I don't know. I can't help myself. That was the channel I primarily watched every time I got home from school. I mean, that's not to say that Nickelodeon and Disney didn't have great shows, but I don't know. Just something about Cartoon Network. It just hits better for me. No, absolutely. I mean, what do you think the prime, like, I guess, decade of cartoons was? For me personally, it's the 90s and the 2000s. Interesting. I mean, I could definitely see 2000s. But I will give the 2010s credit for introducing great shows like Gravity Falls. I was going to say Gravity Falls is definitely up there. See, what years were like Avatar The Last Airbender on though? Because that was actually like top. That was next level. I think it was somewhere in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Because that being said, like thinking about it, I think um, like the mid 2000s to like late 2010s, I think that was probably actually probably actually yes the best generation of cartoons you know yeah i could see that but that was also the era when many great shows that were introduced in the 90s were coming to an end it's like oh if you like these shows check out the next era of cartoons that are coming out yeah see now well this is just where i'm trying to like organize things because i'm not really a cartoon person so to speak now i do like anime ha 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 uh yes yes i do but I watched cartoons when I was younger, which is funny because I loved like Naruto and Pokemon and Dragon Ball, which are all animes for the most part. I love Avatar, which is like not an anime, but it kind of is. Teen Titans was kind of like that too. Oh my God. Teen Titans was fantastic. We're talking about the real Teen Titans. Yeah. None of that gold garbage. Teen Titans go, go fuck yourself. Ooh, exactly. I had to say go twice just to put on emphasis. It's funny that you mentioned anime because, well, I'm going off topic here. Well, then again, it's a ramble. We're supposed to go off topic. (laughs) Have you ever been to any anime-themed restaurants recently? No, I have not. I actually, I didn't even know there were anime-themed restaurants. Because last week, a couple of the people that I work with took me to this Dragon Ball-themed restaurant called Super Saiyan. That sounds amazing. It was awesome. They had, like, merchandise, artwork, the walls were covered in anything that screams Dragon Ball. And all the food on the menu was Dragon Ball themed. Like, you had the Kaioken, which is like three pounds of ramen, but with extra spices. That sounds awesome. I know where I'm going when I come down to see you. Oh, no. We're going there at least three times. Absolutely. Do they have the Kamehameha? I think they have that as an appetizer or something. But I forgot what it actually was. Wow. And about a half hour from where I live, there's a Naruto-themed restaurant called Naro Noodle. That's really interesting. Why are all the weebs done by you? <laughs> I'll have to, to see if we have any anime-themed restaurants up here. I think the city has a one-piece-themed restaurant, but I don't know if it's still active. Okay, that is much better than Naruto and Dragon Ball. Pew. Really? I never mess with One Piece. Yeah, because it's, like, endless. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, mean, you're not wrong, but... I mean, I appreciate the fan base, but I can never get into One Piece. It's basically Dragon Ball or Naruto, but with pirates. Simple as that. Honestly, you're not even wrong, because I I would want to argue. I really want to say, like, it's so much more, and it is really good. I started watching it, and I decided I didn't enjoy watching it, but I, I should say, I started reading it. I decided that reading is, you know, difficult, so I was like, I'll watch it. So I started watching it and I decided that I enjoyed reading it more. So I went back and I've been reading it. I mean, I'm not even that far. I think I'm on chapter like 
50 like like out of what a thousand like 800 so i have i have a ways to go it's pretty good um it, it definitely sparks a lot of interest especially because you see like when did one piece start that started in the early 90s right or was it Boy, the late 90s you're asking the wrong guy dude ah oh. well because i was gonna say you can definitely get that older feeling to it especially reading like the actual manga like it's just like wow like like this is a classic story you know this is why everybody else jumped on the bandwagon so what you're saying is in order to understand one piece i have to convert myself into otakunism like you yes no no if you want to enjoy i think just watching it is good enough naruto is really good dragon ball is actually one of the few that i really want to sit down and watch in order because my only knowledge of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, what, Super, the only knowledge I have of any of those are what I saw when I was younger, when I was a kid, and what I saw here or there at friends' houses or what was on. I've never seen in straight order. And I remember, especially back in the day, you know, you'd be watching and it would come on. And you might watch the same episode, you know, like this twice or three times in a row, like each different day. So my knowledge of Dragon Ball is very scrambled. And I'm like, oh, he was training here. And I was like, I know who that character is. But I was like, didn't they die in that one? And I have no timeline for Dragon Ball. All you need to know is that GT doesn't exist. Like, it's literally not canon to the whole Dragon Ball universe. What? What happened? Sometime after Dragon Ball Z ended, Akira Toriyama retired. And he left the show to his writers. So like, oh, if you want to continue the show, make up your own story. And they did. And it sucked. GT. <laughs> ah, I see. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds like it would. He even straight up said in, like, I think the GT Blu-ray dicks or whatever, there was a message from him saying, like, please enjoy GT as a side story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, he straight up said, yeah, I was not involved with this shit whatsoever. So try not to take it too seriously. But truth be told, I feel like you can get most insight from the Dragon Ball lore by playing the video games. Because every video game that I played recaps events from the original Dragon Ball, nearly every saga from Z, and a few from Super. So yeah, if you play the games, you could get general knowledge. But if you want to get that more authentic experience, then there's no harm in watching the show. That's some of the the issues I find with at least the older anime or like the, the shonen anime that are like just long, like Naruto, Bleach. Dragon Ball, uh, One Piece, all of this, they're so long. And because they kind of were throwing episodes out, there's a lot of filler. In Naruto, for example, I think it's 30 straight episodes. Like, literally, like, that's a whole entire season of just filler. Like, like just in a row. And it's like, why are you giving us all this filler? Like, quite literally, when you... There's a uh, list online to watch all of Naruto skipping the filler episode. And it's like, okay, in the last season, don't watch any of that. Watch the last episode. You're good. Jump onto Shippuden. So I think there was more than 30 because I remember distinctly the one where Naruto and Sasuke had their final duel in the original show happened in season five. And then six through nine was just straight up filler. So there was definitely more than 30 episodes. Originally, I was saying there was around 70 episodes of filler, but I feel like that sounds too much. And I don't want to overstate for podcasts because i am not too sure so don't quote me but yeah there are definitely a ton of filler episodes and when i first rewatched naruto i think four years ago that's what killed it for me and that's why one of the reasons i did not pick up anime i watched it and i was watching through and i was just like what am i doing like this is stupid and i, I never watched it again 
I re-picked it up maybe two years ago. So it took two years, you know, did my own thing. And I watched it in that time. I was like, yeah, I'm not messing around with any fillers. And I skipped everything that could be fillers. I watched a couple of YouTube videos that summed things up. And I got through all of Naruto. And it was it was a pretty good run, you know? Next oh, thing I- you know, you're watching a redo of Healer. And you're just like, what am I doing with my life? Converting yourself into otakuism. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, real talk. Can we agree that the Naruto games actually do a better job at telling the story? Because I remember playing Ninja Storm 3 or 4 with my brother, and we were like, wow, the game actually does a better job at telling the story than the actual anime. You know, I have never played any of the video games, so I cannot tell you one word on them. Maybe Naruto fans listening will sympathize with me. Yeah, but putting anime and weebism aside, what did you think about sitcoms growing up? From Nickelodeon, I should say. It's like Drake and Josh, the Amanda show. I forgot all about that. Drake and Josh, though, was top tier. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. Zoe 101. That... Oh, my God. I thought I was yeah. the only one who watched that show within our friend group. No, everybody watched it. Oh, I know Nick, for a fact, like, cried on the last episode. Not really. Uh, I'm 95% sure I was the one that cried. But I know for a fact Nick and I both watched that a lot. Oh my God. Yeah. It was such a great show, man. It really was. It really was. Well, first off, it didn't have a laugh track, which I think was great because... It just made the show more serious and more emotionally driven. It was an amazing, like, it was actually a good show. I I don't know what to say about it. I just, wow. And it definitely had many twists and turns than any of the other sitcoms. Like, oh, season two ended. Well, Zoe know that Chase likes her. Season three, Zoe finds out that Chase did have a crush on her. Season four, will Chase return from England and they'll get back together? Like, there's so many twists and turns. How many seasons are there? There was four. There was four. To be honest, I might actually go and rewatch that because that was such a big part of my childhood. Like, that show was so big with me. Like, I actually remember, like, I watched, like, every episode in order, cried at the end. But, wow. I'm going to actually have to rewatch it. That that was pretty good. I mean, I loved what they did. Everybody wanted one of their little Vespas. Um, Everybody wanted to go to PCA. Wasn't PCA a high school? It was a boarding school for high schoolers and middle schoolers, I think. My God, yeah. Because I remember, too, them seeming so old and, like, looking back, like, my God. And also, what? correction, Keith, they didn't have Vespas. They had Jet Xs. That was it, yeah. Wow, Little we Vespas. each get a scooter? No, you each get a Jet X. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I had mixed feelings about the last season when Chase wasn't there. And they replaced him with this guy, Jake. Yeah, I think that was his name. Maybe. I don't really remember the ending all that well. I mean, you you did reawaken this memory of mine. Oh, and season four was also when Logan and Quinn became a couple, I think. Interesting. I do not remember that at all. I remember liking it, but going back to it, it's like, okay, that kind of happened right the hell out of nowhere. Because, like, they straight up hate each other in the first three seasons, and then all of a sudden, they're locking lips. We should also say at this point, spoilers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this well, show there's, been over. there's too late for that now. Wow, that was just crazy time. Drake and Josh was good. That only had like three seasons, though, right? Technically four, because they did have one season, which only had six episodes. But that was more like a beta season, if anything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear me talk about Drake and Josh even more, go back to season two and listen to one where my friend Ellis and I gushed about the show. Shout out to Ellis. Ellis. We know it's another sitcom on Nickelodeon that I'm sure no one has even heard of. What? Unfabulous. Yeah, can't say that. That rings no bells. Exactly. 
It was such a forgotten and obscure show that I don't blame you for forgetting it. The show was about this girl named Addie who was trying to overcome adversity in middle school. Haven't seen that before. And it starred Emma Roberts. So that's the only thing that's made the show well-known because it had Emma Roberts in it. Did it really? Yeah, I think that was her breakthrough before she became somewhat famous, question mark. I don't know what she's doing right now. Yeah, interesting. But what I do remember is that Addie herself appeared in an episode of Drake and Josh. In that episode where Drake was accused of parking his teacher's car in her classroom, they had a segment where it's like, oh, Josh, do you know your little sister has a website? Yeah, what's this have to do with the trial? And then we see on MeganParker.com, she's hanging out with Addie. And I was like, wait, Nickelodeon, are you telling us that Drake and Josh and Unfabulous are in the same universe? They did that a lot, though. Wait, now I'm trying to think, because didn't they do that with, like, three other shows, too? Yeah, and I remember... Craig and Eric appeared in iCarly, along with Stacy from Zoe 101. That was so weird. What? What is this? I, I don't remember. Wait, Craig, who are they? From what? Craig and Eric, Drake and Josh, the two nerds that are best friends with Josh. Yes, yes. And they appeared, you said, in iCarly? Yeah, they appeared in an episode of iCarly. Interesting. They're the ones that always got mixed up with their names. Oh, come on, Craig, you're my friend. I'm Eric. I do remember. That's all you had to say. And then Stacy was that girl from Zoe 101 who was obsessed with con swabs. And she had a speech impediment, I think. Yeah. Or like she kept on spitting out words or some shit like that. Which is weird because in the final episode of Zoe 101, they fixed her speech. Like she got hit by a car and somehow that fixed her S's or however they worded it. But then all of a sudden, years later in iCarly, she's back to normal. Well, Stacy normal in her well case. It's funny that you mentioned that. I'm pretty sure what happened was she was good for, like, I don't think it was the whole season. I'm sure it was a few episodes, and it was, like, she ended up getting, like, hit again, like, right before the end. And she was like, come on, or whatever. I was like, ah, ha, ha, let everybody laugh. I, I would like, be surprised if that was the case. But, yeah, it is weird of how they connect all the, the different shows. I'm pretty sure they did something with uh, Victorious, too. Oh, yeah, uh, when Helen appeared. You know, Helen, Josh's boss. Yeah. She started off as the manager at the premiere. And then, all of a sudden, she's now the principal of Hollywood Arts. Oh, she really, like, actually kept her character, too? It wasn't just, like... Yeah, it was literally Helen, the same character from Drake and Josh. Interesting. And what's even weird is that Drake and Josh, it's his own show in other Dan Schneider shows. Like, we seen an episode of iCarly. Carly was watching an episode of Drake and Josh, and I was like, wait, what? Really? That See, that's kind of cool, though. Basically, Miranda Cosgrove was watching herself when you really think about it. Yeah, I wonder if Drake and Josh is really a part of the series. I wonder if they um, ever are like, wow, like that's my, my lookalike. That's my stunt double. Like, oh, that's my wait. doppelganger. Wait, wait, wait. I just realized something. If Carly was watching Drake and Josh, but then two characters from Drake and Josh appear in real life, air quotes, you get what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. I've never even thought about it until now. It's funny. This kind of reminds me of like the ending of uh, Bandersnatch. It's the Netflix uh, like choose your own adventure TV show. Can't say I watched it. It was decent. I remember it had it was just like Squid Game where everybody was talking about it for all of a week because it was like, oh, my God, you can choose your own ending. Did you find that ending? Did you find that ending? Did you beat it? Which I don't even know how you're supposed to beat the game. But how is Squid Game? Show. Because like you said, Everybody was talking about it for like a week, and then all of a sudden, it just dropped from the face of existence. So I was wondering, was did I miss anything? Did we do a podcast on it? I don't think so. We could talk about it now. It's a ramble. Interesting. Well, no, no. I was just asking because I know I when it first came out, uh, I watched it. Actually, I watched it like that first night it was out. I saw like three posts of it on uh, Instagram, and I was just like, 
screw it. Let's see what happens. So I watched all of it. I binged it all in one night. And it was really disappointing. Everybody who has all that hype for it is completely wrong. Like, it's not a crazy awesome show. Being legit, so I talked to all my friends about it. And one was like, oh my god, it's a 9 out of 10 best show ever made. I'm like, why? Like, like, just give me one real reason why. Like, what about it was like, oh my god, like this. I was like, everything they've done in that show has been done before in ways. Like, it's not unique. It's not this. It's not that. Well, so to speak, I'm being a little too harsh. It wasn't that bad. I gave it a 6 out of 10. An even 6. It doesn't get higher than a 6.3. And it won't get any lower than, you know, a 5. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. It's crazy how shows are these days, especially with streaming services. Absolutely. I will give Squid Game, though, advertised their show the best. That was actually the coolest part about Squid Game. That's that's how they did it. They made their show. They made a ton of memes about their show that, like, you just have to watch the show to know them. And they paid Instagrammers to post about, like, post these memes. And everywhere for, like, the day it came out was talking about it. It reminds me of, uh, like, what Apex did way back when. And Apex was like, okay, we're building this game. We made this game. And they were like, hey, guys, we made a game called Apex Legends. It's another Battle Royale. And everybody's like, oh, cool. Like, when does that come out? And it's like, it came out today. And it's like, what? It's like, yeah, we made this game already. It comes out today. There you go. And they just handed out Apex Legends. But they also paid every streamer to play Apex Legends the day it came. And so many people started playing. So it's a good strategy. For both business and publicity. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a fantastic. Speaking of shows on streaming services, have you watched Cobra Kai at all? Yes, I did. I was watching that when it came out on YouTube. Only reason I ever owned a YouTube Plus account. Oh, I just watch all that on Netflix. Yeah, originally it was a YouTube Plus series. So it was only a part of YouTube. And then I never oh, really? bought it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good, bro. It really is because of the old Cobra, uh, Cobra Kai, yes. The, the old uh, Karate Kid. What do you think is going to happen in the new season? Do you think they're going to win the old Valley tournament? Because I'm kind of split on that idea. I don't remember the ending of this season. I really wanted to say that I remembered something mini spoiler well you know no no spoilers i remember something about a hospital but i really don't remember much full disclaimer this episode is being recorded before season four comes out so when does season four actually come out well it's december as of the making of this episode and it comes out december 29th oh i'm actually excited now i had no idea i marked on my calendar as soon as they announced it. i was like yep there's no way in hell i'm missing the season four premiere no <sighs> Now, are they going to drop it all at once, or are they doing the the big thing where it's been weekly episodes? Honestly, I don't know, because when I got to the show, seasons one and three were already on Netflix, so I binge-watched it in, like, two nights. Because mm. I don't know, personally, how they distribute the episodes prior. I like to believe it's going to be all in one setting, but I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. Definitely. Going back to anime, I know, we're constantly jumping back and forth. Well- Oh, Nickelodeon, anime, streaming services, back to Nickelodeon, anime. Like, it's what you typically expect from a Ramble episode. Yeah, Uh, just throwing the ball, seeing where it lands. What did you think of the new Star Wars show on Disney Plus? That's all anime-ish. That was freaking amazing. Are you kidding me? Now we're talking about something that is really, it's all my, my, like, genres. Anime, Star Wars, what else could a guy want? You're like, come on, come on, who needs girlfriends, who needs money? Preach. No, <laughs> I'm lonely. Hope, no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but 
with this, I really loved it because it was each different studio. Like there were what seven different studios working on this, I believe, and they've all had awesome hits. So each episode was a different style, a different mini series. And some of the episodes were pretty bad, to be honest. Like, there's one episode about... Did we talk about this in a podcast? I feel like we did. I think we briefly mentioned it, but never elaborated. So, hey, Mm. now's as good a time as any. Definitely. Well, there's one episode pretty early on, and it's about a Star Wars, like, band. And you think the guy's going to be a Jedi, but he's like, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah. And they play for Jabba the Hutt. And it was a little, I guess, cringy. Um, at least for me, I was sitting there with my my family too watching it. And I was just like, meh. Like that wasn't really the best episode out there. It was cool that you got to see like a Boba Fett appearance and this and that. But then you had the other episodes of, oh my gosh, what was it? It was like the the lightsaber like hunters and it's like these new jedi and they're crafting lightsabers and it's like the color was changing depending on like their good or bad like it was sick it was the same amount of time as every other one and it started and ended and i was just like give me more like i want to watch a whole entire movie animated or not about this story this is a cool story this is good and it got me excited i remember liking the first episode a lot with the literal jedi samurai yep and episode three with the twins like you know you had the brother who's fighting for the good side and obviously the sister was with the empire i think yeah that final battle though when he put all these different colored lightsaber crystals into a saber to create one massive lightsaber that was awesome no definitely it was really good the blade was so massive it sliced all these freaking spacecrafts with these. I was like, why can't we see this in the movies? From what I remember, I'm pulling it up now on my phone. With Star Wars Vision, first of all, we definitely should see that type of stuff in the movies. And I, it's crazy, though, to say because I think of how well this was received. I don't know if they're going to continue on with like a Star Wars Visions thing. But I think that you'll see more of these designs in a future Star Wars show, episode, like, whatever comes. But it was every odd number episode was really good. The even numbers were kind of weak. We have episode one, The Duel, which is awesome. It's very old-timey. It's really good. It's made by Kamikaze um, Doyuga. Sorry if we butcher (laughs) any of these names. Absolutely. That is on me, you know. Totally not a Japanese student. (laughs) Uh, You're a fake weeb. Yeah. Uh, so then, episode two, Tatooine Rhapsody by Studio Colorado. That one was kind of a weak story, animated, amazing, weak story. Episode three, The Twins by Trigger Studio. Trigger's a big one. That one was animated, amazing. I really liked the style. Story was pretty good. I There's one main part, which literally just, I'll pause for a second. You know, you have time, click off of this, like fast forward, like 20 seconds. If you don't want a spoiler for it, there is one part. It's not even that big of a spoiler. There is one part though, where they are standing on the outside in space with no armor, nothing, just like plain clothes in, in the void. And it's like, okay, this is happening now. And then they hit hyper, yeah, hyper speed, hyper drive, whatever on their starship. And they zoom away and they're just standing on the outside of their ship, like through hyperspace. Like that is not physics there. But then again, it's Star Wars, you know, you can force heal now. So who, who cares? All, all that stuff out the window. Yeah, uh, I was about still- to say, they retcon many things in Star Wars ever since Disney bought the rights. So who are we to judge if Jedis are able to survive in hyperspace? Lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's probably just force healing himself like the soul stone. What was that episode that had the human Lopini? 
the human what? That rabbit girl that looked like a human version of Lop and E. Oh, you know, the- yeah. It's funny that you say that. That's called Lop and Ocha. That's episode eight. And we'll get to that. Continuing, we did episode one, two, three. So once again, I'll state all the odd episodes are the strong ones. The even episodes are kind of weak. After the twins, we have The Village Bride by Kinema Citrus. Close enough. Either or. Yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> uh, that one was good i but i believe it ended on a like weird note if i remember correctly i could be wrong once again animated amazing just wasn't the strongest story up to the fifth the fifth one in my opinion was a part of the best i think it was the best one period it was the best one period but it it could be argued for the top three spots the fifth episode is called the ninth jedi by production ig and it was fantastic it was amazing i don't care what you're doing right now driving you know sleeping like going to a wedding stop what you're doing go watch the ninth jedi episode five the only one you need to watch that was really good that was the one where you know you got sith lords and nine jedis and a whole story oh now i remember it yeah a whole story they introduce you know a female protagonist that is a billion times better than ray or any of the other female protagonists they've thrown at us in the last like what 10 years and give or take yeah literally and she is amazing uh i'm so excited this (laughs) anime girl's story you know (laughs) and no like it was just such a good story. And once again, it was the same runtime for the most part as the rest of them. And it's just a full-fledged story. The other ones were like little mini short stories, especially like Tatooine Rhapsody, where it just happens. And you're like, okay, like that was a cool blip of like a story. Or The Duel. The Duel is just one person's story, like super fast. And it's quite literally The Duel. And you're like, oh, I want to learn more about this. But like, that's it. This felt like a full-blown like, okay, like I'm hooked. Like, let's keep on going so the ninth jedi by far the best i can see that after that we have episode six which is toby one or two b one uh which is ultimately toby by science saru that one was meant to be like astro boy i was about to say like watching that episode why does this robot kid look like astro boy (laughs) exactly once again as i said for the other ones animated beautifully the story i think was very weak and i did not like the mess up with the continuity once again where they gave a robot the force that being said to each his own and yeah i'm not holding these so much to the continuity of them except for the ninth jedi because that's fantastic and that should be a movie so this is basically astro boy if he was a jedi yes yeah (laughs) that is exactly what it was actually that is exactly like with the scientists and everything and then we hit episode seven which this is regarded as the best one which it was very good it does have in the american dub uh the hopper uh from stranger things voicing like the main jedi it is also by trigger studio the elder is regarded as the best one it had a really good storyline was what hit home and it was just beautifully done I think this is probably the second best, but it is definitely up there. I mean, nothing can beat the ninth Jedi. I mean, come on, guys. It definitely gave me a lot of Phantom Menace vibes. Absolutely. The Elder has so many twists and turns a part of that episode. It is definitely up there. I mean, kind of want to make my own podcast with everyone talking about I feel like we did, though. I'm, I'm almost certain we did, because I remember going through all of this with everybody. We have episode eight, though, after The Elder. 
we have episode eight, which is, I'm going to pronounce this probably incorrectly because I don't remember how they said it in the show. It is Lop and Ocha, Lope and Ocho by Geno Studios or Geno Studios. And that one was the, in air quotes, like furry episode featuring bunny girl senpai and her adoptive sister or she was the adopted one but like yeah her adoptive sister still and um family feuds and passing of lightsabers and the empire and this expansive world building which i love that episode i thought it was very good some people did point out issues i guess yeah. that episode made me feel uncomfortable yeah and to be honest watching the episode with my family who are not weebs but they all enjoy star wars they were kind of like son what do you watch and i'm just like trust me you haven't watched redo of healer yet i was like this is nothing you should have been like oh if you love this episode you're gonna love bunny girl senpai Oof. yes absolutely but, but i have the, the bunny girl senpai manga and light novel on my shelf right now i'm staring at it Oof. literally watching this episode i couldn't help but think about lopany you know the pokemon mm. as a human like, that just made me feel so uncomfortable, both as an anime and a Pokemon fan. See, it's funny because I would go in too, but I'm not going to uh, throw hate because it comes from the world of Star Wars where you have, you know, multiple different races and species and this and that. So I don't think that it's ultimately anything wrong or bad. And it was a very good story. Oh, um, no, I, I appreciate the story, but I don't know. Human Lopini just turned me off a bit. No, I agree with that 100%. And it also came out of nowhere, though, because you have all the other ones being these different stories, so to speak, and following the Elder, where it really is just like Phantom Menace, and you're like, oh my gosh, and then coming into this one, you're just like, mm, wait, what? <laughs> What's going on? But finally, after that, we have episode nine. This is the last one. It's funny, actually, thinking about it, because in most animes, you know, they do 12 episodes in a season. This only has nine, and that's almost fitting because of the, like, nine main series episodes. I wonder why they chose nine episodes, if there was a reason. Or This one is by Science Saru, and it is Akakiri. Yeah, Akakiri is the, the name of this episode, and this is also one of those episodes that some people say is actually the best, the top tier. I don't remember this so much. I want to say a like a hired mercenary almost, like going back to his like hometown where he was like disgraced from to save some person. And uh, I believe you see some force healing in it. And it, it was good. The enemy was fantastic for this one, especially like the ending fight scenes. However, I don't really remember this one so much. I've only seen each episode once, so I'm trying to remember what actually happens. Because, you know, it, it's been a while. Absolutely. I wonder if they will be doing any more shows like this with Visions. Hey, I'd be down for that. Absolutely. Because yeah. this is kind of like What If, in a way, where they have these own self-contained stories that they can come up with many different possibilities or many different stories, you know? I have never watched the What If. But yeah, exactly. This is just more world building. And I don't know how... I know some of these had huge budgets, but I don't know how extensive they were. And maybe you could continue on with this and let's see studio trigger is the one that has kill a kill darling in the franks like those are the big anime shows yes yeah so that's it if you like zero two you're a studio trigger fan and that's that's okay i haven't seen any of them come on zero two 
the best wife. Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bro, you're but, talking to a casual anime fan. I'm messing around, man. Okay. I understand you don't like those anime boobs. As far as you know. Uh-huh. Well, I think I said enough. Any closing thoughts, Keith? Actually, we, we kind of talked about a, a lot of things. It's pretty interesting. One of the things I will say is we uh, should definitely do another one of these in the future. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because in case you guys haven't noticed, Keith and I have very different styles of podcasting where I like to be more topical and he likes to ramble. So this definitely made for an interesting episode. Definitely. I will say now before the, the official end end, I just enjoy rambling, you know, like I enjoy taking my mic and being like, oh, I'm talking about, you know, this pink skateboard tool. And I'm like, oh, and then my pink skateboard wheels and then doing a kickflip and then staying out until 3 a.m. And then, oh, you know what I also do until 3 a.m.? Like watching shows like I just enjoy talking on and I don't write down a script prior like sometimes I'll do like little bullet points and I'll be like oh like god I gotta talk about this yeah I don't blame you these episodes are fun you should definitely include me in more Mm, nah (laughs) I'm kidding I'm kidding of course I was about Um, to say, wow, you want off this podcast? Well, then again, (laughs) you plan on starting your own podcast, so you're free to come and go as you please. You know, I am looking at making my own podcast to talk about my bucket list adventures. This is where we'll officially end this and say, I have started uh, with some of my friends writing down a bucket list of just an actual bucket list of things we want to do in our life. You know, move to Japan for a period of time, you know go to Italy, try this, try that, learn to fly a plane, you know. But I will be documenting each and every um, check I take off of my bucket list, even the the little ones, like learn how to whistle. And I'm going to try to throw them on a podcast along with doing a little Instagram thing, and we'll see how that turns out. You heard it here, folks. Keith's leaving us to start his own podcast, but he'll always be a geek in our eyes. (laughs) Sayo? Not a... Yeah, but anyway, thank you for listening to another Ramble episode. Be sure to continue supporting us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast needs. And follow us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Also, check out Nuclear Bacons, CryptoLock Games, and Carabyte on Twitch for more geeky content. Tyler, we can't stress this enough. You need a new mic because we need to hear your insights on these podcasts. Absolutely. Come on, Tyler. And... Finally, I just want to say, talking about so many nostalgic things in this last rainbow, something super nostalgic comes back. And if you know where this is from, join our Discord and let me know. Because take care, brush your hair, I'll see you when I see you. Peace. And remember, every villain is lemons. No, Eric, we were finishing it there with take care, brush your hair, I'll see you when I see you. Peace. <laughs> Get welded. Get welded.